Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. The range of possible domain names is about to greatly increase. That's because ICANN, the authoritative body over internet domain names, is about to add new top-level domains, which is the portion to the right of the period, to include brand names and other customized names. To explain these new top-level domain names to us, we are joined by Gretchen Olive. She is Director of Policy and Industry Affairs for Corporation Service Company, which consults with companies on domain name and trademark matters. Well, Gretchen, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Gretchen, uh, ICANN, which of course is the authoritative body over internet domain names, ICANN is about to add a new top-level domain, the, the, the portion of a domain name after the period, uh, uh, after the first of the year. They're going to have the application process for that, as we understand. My first question for you today is, why is ICANN adding a new customized top-level domain process? Well, it, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, actually, when ICANN was formed back in the late 90s, one of their primary missions was to expand the domain name space. There's this perception that um, there's no more good .com names, and so ICANN um, has been focused on adding namespace to allow more people to participate um, fully on the Internet. So in this example, what, just to make sure our listeners are understanding uh, what ICANN is up to, they're going to be allowing, please correct me if I, if I say this wrong, but they'll be allowing companies or organizations to apply for customized top-level domains. So if, if practical e-commerce wanted to, we could apply for, say, dot .practical e-commerce rather than dot .com. Is that it? Yeah. Did I say that correctly? That's absolutely correct. Yes, it's it's actually the first time um, ICANN has had um, different kind of smaller windows where they've um, introduced new top level domains. So those those extensions, the, the dot somethings, um, they've they've had some smaller rounds where we've seen things like dot Moby and dot um, Asia. But this is the first time where companies can come forward and apply for their own dot something. And yeah, it is a very unique and historic opportunity. Could you could you walk us through that process? Gretchen, you're an expert uh, you're an expert on the on domain names. Could you walk us through the process of how that will work? The application process, 
say the company is a company wants to reserve dot widget uh, how does that work how does that work with ICANN who does the company deal with what's it going to cost what's the registration fee etc there there is a lot involved it is um, a very complex process in fact um, you know if, if you're looking for some leisure reading someone could go to ICANN.org and download um, an over 350 page applicant guidebook which spells this all out but let's try to give your, your wow. listeners kind of the, 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 the more uh, Reader's Digest version of this. Um, basically, there's going to be an application window that will last 90 days, and that will that currently is scheduled to begin on January 12, 2012, and run through April 12, 2012. And so they have to submit an application. It's a 50-question application. Um, even though that doesn't sound that long, it will likely require about a several hundred-page response to those. 50 questions. So they'll submit an application, and with that application, we'll also need to go a 185 U.S. dollar um, application fee. So it's, it's an expensive process, and it's a, compl- um, a complicated process. And when you submit an application, um, you know, while you're submitting your application for, say, a dot widget, like, we, like you used in your example, you're actually submitting the application to become a domain name registry. So that's a you know, pretty big undertaking. But that application will go through a really involved and robust um, evaluation process where ICANN um, will evaluate the, not only the applicants, um, who they are, making sure that they're not people who've been engaged in fraud in the past, they're not people who have a history of cyber squatting, but they're going to be evaluating, um, based on the application, that applicant's ability to financially, operationally, and technically operate um, a, a, a domain name registry. And so it's not only something that requires, you know, kind of expertise and know-how. It requires a lot of technical infrastructure to do that. So um, the application fee of one eighty-five, uh, $185,000 is while expensive, it's really just the tip of the iceberg because there's a lot that has to be done to set up the red, you know, the technical infrastructure to do this. So really, you know, um, first of all, this is not something an individual can do. Um, entities can apply, not into individuals. Um, but to do this, you're really looking at probably in the first year, um, you know, somewhere between a seven hundred and $1 million initial investment to go through this entire process, meet all ICANN's requirements, and get the technical infrastructure set up. So it's not, um, it's not for the, uh, the faint of heart, certainly, um, but it is um, something that many companies um, are considering as um, part of their strategy. Um, while the application itself is submitted directly to ICANN, um, most people, uh, you know, most entities are working through a third party to, to accomplish this. And typically for companies, they're going to their existing corporate domain name registrar to assist them. So it's $185,000 U.S. dollars to apply. What if the application is turned down? That's, that's sure. just, yeah. yeah, that's a risk. That's absolutely a risk. There's a lot of twists and turns to this this process. If the application is turned down, if it's found to be um, either deficient or there are, there's a, a, the ability for third parties to come forward and object to applications, and, and there's kind of different specified grounds for, for objections, but 
um, is people come forward and object to the application and the application the objection is um, sustained basically then um, you lose that 185 so it's um, it is a high stakes game here that um, you know people who are applying entities who are applying are, are taking on so that's why um, you know those who are applying are working with people who are very knowledgeable in this area because it's, there's a big risk so the application fee, $185,000, the total cost in your estimation, Gretchen, is closer to three-quarters to a million dollars. What's the difference? What's what's involved in that total cost? Sure, sure. So that's um, when I give you that number, that's a kind of a total first-year investment. So it includes the application fee. It includes um, if you are awarded the TLD, you will need to either escrow or provide a credit instrument guaranteeing three years of operational expenses. Um, it includes what it would cost to get the technical infrastructure set up, tested, and, and compliant with all of ICANN's requirements. Um, it also um, includes um, some, some fees related to data escrow, um, as well as kind of expert support or third-party support to put together your application and support you through. Um, the setup and, and launch of, of your TLD. So, yeah, the, there's a lot involved. Some of it technical, technical in nature, and some of it um, uh, more soft costs around um, expert support. So, how does a business decide whether to or an organization, a business or an organization? What's the thought process that they use to decide whether it's worth that investment? The initial fee of 185,000 plus the other ancillary costs that you referred to? What's the process, the thought process they go through there? Sure. For, for every company, uh, you know, I've been talking to many large organizations over the last, you know, six months. I've been actually following the new GTLD initiative for over three years now. And, you know, over the last five months had some, has had a lot of conversations with companies. And it is a little different for each, each company. Some um, look at the new GTLD initiative as you know, a truly historic opportunity to own um, their brand name on, on the web, and especially for those companies who might have competing trademark issues where there's another company out there by the same name and they both share the same trademark. Um, you know, there's there seems to be a little bit of land grab um, impetus behind their plans, and sort of they kind of see that as, justification alone for um, participating in this process and getting this space. But for others who don't have those concerns and who are looking at it more from a business opportunity standpoint, um, they're really looking at, you know, maybe they have some kind of problem online. Maybe they're dealing with issues like fishing and farming um, or they're dealing with issues around counterfeiting um, or gray market distribution, things like that. And for, for companies who have those issues, they look at the what the investment would have to be here, and they say, you know, those other problems are causing us um, a, a lot of financial loss as well. And so they're trying to, to look and see if there's some kind of strategy they could use um, behind their new GTLD to see if they could mitigate those problems online. And if they're able to find that strategy, and, and we, we have worked with some customers who have, um, then they're, they're saying, you know what, this is a good investment. It's worth, it's worth the chance to see if we can mitigate these issues online and, 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 and then maybe, you know, start realizing less financial loss in these areas. So 
It is. It does vary very much by um, by company, but really, it comes down to you know, is there a desire to have that that real estate online? Um, is there a way a company can use it to mitigate some kind of loss or problem they're having online? And kind of the the, the third thing people are, are looking at is, you know, it's just a, it's it's, a, it's an incredible. Um, branding and potentially um, new way to interact with with customers. Uh, you know, think of a situation where a company could provide a client or a member um, a personalized branded space online. So you know, their client's name dot their brand, and you know, maybe they could provide them some specialized page where they could do. Um, you know, interact with the company on sort of that personalized basis where all their particulars are right there. Um, you know, there, there there's some interesting ideas around that. So, you know, th- this really could be in some ways, you know, um, a really beyond being historic and being able to allow brands to, to have their own spaces, it really might um, even further some of the social media things that are going on out there, et cetera, in the way companies are interacting with customers. So um, I think the, our imaginations are our only limitation here, but um, there certainly is a high cost to doing this, so it's, it's not for every company. Have businesses, corporations, or organizations, have they announced publicly, or there's, I suspect there are some that have announced publicly that they will be doing this? Yeah, there are a few, um, and, and we'll highlight the fact that it is just a handful. Um, mm-hmm. Companies like Canon, Hitachi, Deloitte, um, UNICEF, they've all announced that they are going to go forward with applications. But by and large, most corporations are keeping their intentions private. I have seen some recent articles in the press where there's some people, some companies coming out and saying they're not going to do it. Um, companies like Procter & Gamble and Hewlett-Packard. Um, but there are many companies still kind of deciding what to do, and many I can tell you um, that, that we're working with who have said, you know, we understand, um, you know, we have the potential to announce, but many don't want to announce in advance that they're applying. Um, actually, during that application window that we talked about earlier, from January 12th through April 12th, while people will be submitting their applications, no one will see that. and um, No one will see who's submitting and what they're submitting for. It won't be until sometime around the last week of April 2012 or the 1st of May 2012 where actually ICANN will publish the list of people who've applied. And by that time, the application window will be closed. So some people, you know, they don't want to announce because they want that first mover advantage. Any, any special thoughts, Gretchen, on how this could affect e-commerce? For example, you know, the exa- hypothetical domain that, that we used earlier was dot widget. If it's a larger company, we could say dot big company for a hypothetical example. But any thoughts on how this affects e-commerce merchants? And if I say dot widget, if we use that as an example, what would be if my if my name presently? This is a long question. I'm sorry. If my name presently <laughs> is is you know widget.com <laughs> and i change it to dot widget <clears throat> what's the part of the name what part of the name would be in front of the dot widget sure I, I think that there are many companies that have um very complex url strategies so a lot of times they'll have um you know a, a domain name like you know wi- you know bigcompany.com slash you know us 
slash product name slash, you know, maybe particular um, marketing campaign. Um, and so these, these customized, um, you know, dots um, can really provide maybe a way for um, e-commerce businesses or online retailers to simplify some of those URL strategies and get consumers right where they want to get them, um, you know, with a very short, snappy URL. So you could have something like, you know, product name dot company and get them right to that product page, not have to get them to the main page and have them navigate or give them these kind of long URLs. Um, you could also have things like, you know, go dot you know, brand. Maybe that's, you know, a, a gets you to, you know, their mobile site or something like that. Mm. So I think there's lots of, you know, kind of creative ideas here um, on what people can do and, and how they can make navigating and sort of memorability of their um, their URLs that they're trying to push out there to consumers um, a little better. Potentially, it could it could shorten or simplify a domain name structure. From absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it has the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the company that you're with, Gretchen Corporation Service Company. You're you're in the domain name business. You personally are a domain name expert. What does Corporation Service Company do, and why are why is it interested in this new top-level domain name? Sure. Well, interestingly, um, CSC is a we, corporation service company, um, short CSC. We're a company that's been around since 1899. Um, we're actually headquartered in Wilmington, Delaware, but do have offices around the world. And um, actually, in the late 90s, as ICANN was being formed, um, we saw that the, the things that we were already doing for companies, so obviously being formed in 1899, the Internet wasn't around at that time, but um, our legacy business is sort of managing corporate entities and corporate names for large organizations around the world. And so the late 90s when ICANN was formed and business was going to the web kind of in droves, we saw this need to help companies manage this namespace, to manage their names, their identity online, their corporate identity online. So, you know, we, we did move to that space um, in the late 90s and really over the last, you know, 10, 12 years have worked very closely with um, large companies to, to manage their identity online, of which a domain name is a very big part. Um, and so, you know, we've really been following this new GTLD initiative for our clients because this this is a historic change, and this will change how, um, which domain names they register, um, how their presence is being put forth online, and so we've really worked with our, our clients to make sure that they understand that this change is coming, what it may mean to their business, and try to help guide them towards um, developing a strategy, whether it be apply for a new GTLD or simply watch their, you know, watch to make sure that people are not infringing on their brands or, you know, you know, kind of infringing on their legal rights um, to their names online. So, um, you know, we've been pretty involved in the space and will continue to be so um, to protect our, our clients' interests. Gretchen, we have just another minute or so left. Anything else, anything else on your mind for our listeners who, of course, are online retailers, e-commerce merchants? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I would just really encourage them to, to get up to speed on the new, on the new GTLD initiative. Um, we, we certainly, you know, can provide um, some, some white papers and other information in that regard on our website. But 
I think it's important that they, they, they are aware of the new GTLD initiative, even if it's not something that they're going to go and you know, apply for their own new GTLD. This will affect the Internet. It's, it's an, in essence, a re-indexing. Um, we've gonna go, we're going to go from 22 active GTLDs, like .com, .net, um, and now we're suddenly going to have hundreds more. So we're kind of going from um, you know, a very brief directory to a big phone book. So I think um, it's going to be important for, for online retailers to be aware of this, to monitor this development, and constantly be assessing how this might impact their business. Now, you've mentioned a couple of, uh, or you alluded to a, a couple of websites here that we want to tell our listeners about. The first is ICANN. You, you said ICANN had, I think, an uh, explanation of the new top-level domain. That's ICANN.org. Did I say that that's, right? I that's can. correct. Okay. Yep, and there'll yeah. be a little button on their homepage about the new domain. Okay. And then your own company, uh, uh, CSC, you, you mentioned some white papers that listeners can read on your on your company's site. Could you tell us the domain name for your company? Sure. It's www.csdglobal.com, and you'll see a, um, a banner on the home page about new GTLDs, and it'll allow you to request a white paper. Okay. Well, for purposes of, of our listeners, we've been visiting with Gretchen Olive. Gretchen is the Director of Policy and Industry Affairs for Corporation Service Company. That website, as Gretchen just mentioned, is csdglobal.com. CSCglobal.com, Corporation Service Company. And Gretchen Olive, the Director of Policy and Industry Affairs for Corporation Service Company, we want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.